This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello, you're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And we have a lot of fun sports topics to talk about this week. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too heavy, um, I feel like, well... Some heavy stuff has obviously been in the news recently, but yeah. for the most part, the news sports-wise has been pretty fun um, the past week. So we'll dive into that. Um, the NBA MVP debate is heating up. Um, who do you think will win and who do you think deserves to win? As a an absolute homer, um, I think that Jokic deserves to win. Um, I don't know if he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could see it maybe going to like Giannis. I feel like people will want Giannis to get it. Yeah, I don't know. I it's hard to tell what's going to happen. I feel like with yeah. any other like a player in a major market playing like Jokic has been playing. Um, I think would be a shoe in, but I don't don't really know what to think here. Um, I guess maybe Joel Embiid. Um, but we both are on the same page about who we think shoe in. I guess yeah, very, and I know that we're very biased, but. And I guess like Steph could get it, Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, you know, he's always excellent. He's been doing well. So I could see that happening also. Um, and especially since he was kind of out for a lot of the season last year. Um it's just and and with the um Warriors really struggling through it. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think you're right, like Joel Embiid is probably definitely a major contender as well. Yeah. I hope Jokic gets it. Not that he really cares, it seems like, but <laughs> um, it would be fun. Uh, so excited he, to see what happens there. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good just because it would bring... I mean, people know who he is. People outside of, like, Denver and people outside of Denver fans talk about Jokic. I mean, granted, they're always making jokes about him, but, like, it's not like if he were to win or the fact that he's even in the conversation, people aren't like, wait, who's that man? Like, obviously, he's not... um, Yeah, he's been around long enough. But, yeah. 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 (laughs) We would love to see it happen. It would be so awesome if it happened, and he would just probably be like, oh, cool, this thing happened. What does it stand for? <laughs> yeah, he'd be so nonchalant about it. He'd be like, yeah, I guess I got this award. Um, I'm going to go pull a prank on someone now. Uh, the award's for the team. 
exactly. I feel like that's what we would what we would hear in a, a press conference about that. Um, but which is great. Um, also, news uh, regarding Dwayne Wade, who um, recently bought ownership stake in the Utah Jazz. Um, it's kind of a fun piece of news. Excited to see like what his influence is there. You know. Yeah. When I saw that news, I was pretty excited. First of all, well, first I was like, well, Utah Jazz, did I read that correctly? Mm-hmm. Like Dwayne Wade, but okay. And then I thought about it more and then, you know, him wanting to have like an active role in the franchise and in the region. For folks who don't know about Salt Lake City, <laughs> um, it's very homogenous. And by that, I mean, it's very white. And Dwayne yes. Wade is very obviously like not white. Um, if you don't know who Dwayne Wade is, I guess like look him up. And for folks who aren't like sports fans, he's married to Gabrielle Union. He's Gabrielle Union's husband. Um, so I know that I've talked to friends who are like, wait, who is that? And as soon as I say Gabrielle Union, they're like, oh, yes, her husband. That's so interesting. I always forget that they're married. <laughs> um, I do too, except for their, I follow, I think their baby on Instagram. Mm, very Tavia, nice. And I, it's like every once in a while he shows up in the videos. I'm like, oh, right. You're the father of this child. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. They are a very, like, Gabrielle Union for sure is very outspoken um, in terms of, like, social justice and, um, you know, mm-hmm. being Black. And so for someone who is Black to to be the, to have a big role in a in a franchise like the Jazz, which I, I get it, like, they're people of color who play on the team, but it's a little bit different. Again, once you get into the market where it's like, oh, right, this is, it's still Utah, so and it's it's diversifying like lots of people during the pandemic are like yeah i'm gonna move to park city and i'm like park city utah why beautiful yeah all right live your life so (laughs) i think there's gonna be like opportunity there and i think it could be a really like depending on the positioning it could be a really good opportunity to just bring like more diversity and awareness to that area we'll see how Mm -hmm. it goes i'm obviously hoping for the best there yeah how people treat him well there I mean, the Mormon people are very friendly. <laughs> this is true. So it'll be good. That'll be something to watch for any jazz fans who are listening or just folks who maybe you don't know much about the jazz. Now might be a good time to like learn a little bit more. They're a pretty solid team. Um, and I think this really, it could be a game-changing move for the culture of the area around the team, but that's, eh, we'll see how it goes. Very excited about it. Big news. Um, some other big news. The WNBA draft just happened. Um, yes. The num- and I, it was, it was exciting. It was exciting to see the reactions for the, from like the players and their families. Yeah. Um, very much so. Uh, speaking of which, um, the kid, I'm going to try my hardest with, pronunciation here but i feel like i i'm like i never know if i'm saying right um michaela own onyen way ray <laughs> um her grandmother really stole the show she did. um of the WNBA draft <laughs> amazing um, yes that was that was very fun um she's also from colorado and then she played at ucla and now she's going to new york like yeah. home girls all over the country great 
It is. You'd love to see it. And that's that's very fun to have someone from Colorado. Maybe Colorado should get a WNBA team. Maybe. Could be interesting. Be, I mean, Denver already serves a very large market because uh, with in terms of sports because it covers Wyoming, parts of Montana, parts like for NFL, Utah, parts of Kansas, Nebraska. So like a WNBA team might be a good in the in the future. We'll see. I don't know. Denver's getting huge. Yeah. It would support yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Neither here nor there. So back to the actual draft that happened. Um Charlie Collier went <laughs> number one to the Dallas Wings. She played for the Texas Longhorns. Um it's kind of a big deal that she went um first. Um, because she was the second from the big 12 um, to be a top pick following Baylor's Brittany Griner. Do you remember when Brittany Griner was playing? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, like we were in college when Brittany Griner was playing college ball. And mm-hmm. I just remember her being so dominant. And um, I mean, Baylor has since stayed like a very dominant women's basketball program. But it's really interesting that Brittany Griner is like the player from Baylor that we all think of. So now um, Charlie will be the one out of the Big 12, hopefully, that people think of um, currently. Uh, that's kind of my hope. And then uh, we talked about Arizona a couple weeks ago when they were in the national mm-hmm. championship. And they're like one of their star players, Erin um, McDonald. So she went number three to the Atlanta Dream. I guess I'm an Atlanta Dream fan now. There you go. Some good jerseys. It's some good jerseys. And like they said, they, the WNBA released what the jerseys would look like for the season before the draft. And wow, they, they look sharp. They look good. Hoping that like the sales are up. I mean, I remember when Sabrina Inescu got drafted and her jersey was sold pretty quickly so I'm sure it'll be the same this time after the W or after the women's like tournament was on like normal channels where you didn't have to like fight to find the tournament to watch it and so hopefully that that's just good like better visibility for all these women as mm-hmm. as they go into the WNBA and like beyond I'm, I'm excited to see how women's sports are getting more representation this year yeah um your numbers are great so hopefully uh, that translates to um people seeing value in the sports i would think so and in value and investing in the sports <laughs> yeah like we've been seeing it over the last couple of years where people are investing in women's sports from like the nwsl and now like the WNBA. everyone getting like the orange hoodie where it's kind of the uh the branding of it where you kind of, you know, with that you associated. So hopefully it just continues to grow and you have professional athletes uh, across sports and across genders who are like, yeah, we, we care about women's sports, women's sports matter. So okay. good. yeah, we're, we're on our way. Yes. Good things. Yeah. Um, in men's college basketball news, uh, we, I guess kind of just, forgot about this but um <laughs> as most people know sean miller has been fired from arizona um 
which the timing of it seemed kind of weird, kind of random. Um, but I guess they just decided he wasn't their guy anymore. Um, and he was replaced by Tommy Lloyd, who is uh, was a Gonzaga assistant coach, um, who is in line to replace Mark Few um, whenever Mark Few retired. Um, and Tommy Lloyd did all of the international recruiting for Gonzaga, um, among other things. So that program would not be what it is without him. Um, but I think Gonzaga is going to be okay without him. Obviously a big bummer to lose him, but, um, his son plays for Grand Canyon. So it's very logical kind of a move, um, at this point. And, uh, that's a big job, obviously. So. Oh yeah. Do you think Gonzaga fans, because they probably associate more positive feelings with Tommy Lloyd than maybe Sean Miller, because there was not necessarily the connection to Sean Miller. Do you think they'll be like, well, we'll also be happy if Arizona does well, or do you think they'll be like, well, we like Tommy Lloyd. We don't really care about Arizona. Um, Gonzaga fans don't really like Arizona in general, I wouldn't say, but I think people at this point don't really care about their feelings towards Arizona. Like they're just happy. It seems like for the most part, just happy for Tommy Lloyd and like wishing him well there, you know, like I don't, it doesn't seem like Gonzaga fans are going to be like rooting for Arizona to do like really bad or anything. I think that they just, you know, they want to see him have success. It seems like, so, um, you know, obviously would have loved to see him go to a big program, um, where there's like more of a love there, I guess yeah. <laughs> from the fan base, but it's, it's fine, you know? So, um, hopefully he does well there. And, uh, one of the Gonzaga players who had, uh, put his name in the transfer portal, um, Omar Balo actually, um, transferred to Arizona after that news was announced. So that's nice. kind of fun. Okay. Um, right. but yeah, he, you know, he was, didn't get much playing time at Gonzaga and, probably wasn't really going to so it's a good good move for him because he's a good player but anyways um the super league drama i am so confused about this whole situation can you please explain it to me yeah so these teams the 12 of the biggest clubs in europe's soccer uh they were like we're gonna break away from these established leagues and we're gonna form a super league and I'm like, are they, are they trying to like stage a coup? Like what's going on? So they just wanted to, um, they wanted to start this new league. They were like, okay, well, there, there are 12 of us. We're going to let three other teams be part of this league. And then we'll leave five open spaces for other teams to like, kind of however they're doing play in basically. Um, and so it would those 15 teams would like be permanent in this. Um, and then the five ones would like stay in their normal competitions. Um, and FIFA is against it. Like all the governing bodies of soccer against it. And 48 hours after this announcement, like this was announced <laughs> yesterday morning. Like I remember opening up the newsletters. I read the different sports newsletters even the business newsletters, like I read Morning Brew and they're like, oh, this is happening. I'm like, wait, what? And um, I was just very confused. And now it's falling apart. <laughs> like it took two days 
for this like plan life, of these life comes at you fast it really does I was like so excited to get into this and then it's like oh actually no we're falling apart a couple of teams have already been like actually we're gonna back out um so six of the English premier clubs were like no actually we're not going to join these Italian and Spanish teams in this competition and like at least what I saw on like Twitter people had feelings but like everyone has feelings on Twitter that's what Twitter's for and I didn't really give much stock to it but like fans players managers um governments they are like unhappy with this so the English clubs the the Premier League clubs were like okay we will not be a part of this super league but it is just I hope that they do some type of show about this because the last 48 48 hours it's like reality tv out here but like coming at you very fast it it indeed does the reality tv is a good way to describe it Uh, (laughs) yeah the I feel like I I heard about the whole thing so late that at that point the story had already changed so much that I was like it was too far gone for me to try and like learn from the beginning I guess you know <laughs> how it sometimes happens with like a snowball effect of a new story it just gets so complicated that if you weren't paying attention from the very beginning you're kind of lost um but soccer confuses me so I wish I understood it better but <laughs> it's less about the actual like soccer and more about the politics of clubs and it boils down to money like unfortunately it comes down to money and you know fans were like you know we are fans we're not like a customer and you like fans are a customer but like you can't tell fans they're a customer like it ruins the experience and it ruins being a fan like of course you're gonna like give money to this but like you don't want to be giving money where like the sole purpose of like these teams where they're like actually we're really only here to generate revenue and uh we don't really care about anything else like that's really hard to get buy-in from fans and community members yeah (laughs) so well we'll see how that story evolves yeah time will tell i mean by the end of this week you know by the time this comes out which is bananas by the time this comes out this might have been resolved or 20 teams are part of this super league. Who knows? I'm really excited to continue to read about this because, my goodness, what a time. What a time indeed. Um, speaking of what a time, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, um, one of our favorites, uh, recently interviewed Dr. Fauci, the one and only um, pandemic expert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he posted the full interview on his YouTube um, page. So... I haven't checked out the whole thing, but the clips that I've seen were um, great. And his his purpose for doing this was to, you know, as he said, not try to convince people one way or another to get vaccinated, but to um, ask questions and help people, you know, make a decision for when it is their time to be able to get vaccinated. Um, so, I don't know. It was just a fun conversation. I was kind of surprised that Dr. Fauci held his own. I thought he was going to be very confused by Marshawn, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just a very interesting dynamic. I think Dr. Fauci's with it. Like he might be <laughs> he seems an older to be, man. Yeah. He's with it. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Um, and then Marshawn also became a um, owner of 
his local USL team, the Oakland Roots, which is another kind of fun piece of news. This These things will have happened on the same day. So yes, big news dump day for Marshawn, apparently. He's having a really good day. He was like, I just want to show everyone how I'm thriving. Yep. Keep it going. Keep the, the positive energy going. We're here for it. I think that'll be really fun that he is like an owner of that team. And obviously it's great that he went to his own community. We'd love to see it. Yes, absolutely. And then I guess going back to soccer news, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is real soccer news. I, I At least I feel like it is, but the second season of Ted Lasso has been announced and when it's coming out, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, so, so excited. It's just such a happy, wonderful show. Um, you know, as Emily said at the top of the episode, like, the news isn't always super happy. You need some happy vibes. You need to go watch Ted Lasso. And if you're like, I don't really like soccer. It's not really my thing. Like the show's not really about soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not, I don't, not a really big soccer person. Um, I feel like I don't even know where to start. I just get confused by how, how it all works with teams going up and down and postseason. Anyways, um, you do not have to be a big soccer fan to like this show. It's just obviously so many people have already seen it already. So we're probably preaching to the choir here, but if you haven't watch it, um, I'm bummed. We have to wait so long for the second season, but um, I'm sure July will be here before we know it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look, I mean like we'll have the Olympics between now and then we have exciting things happening before Ted Lasso comes out for the second season. That by the time it comes, we're like, yes, we are ready for this. You can rewatch Ted Lasso. It gives people who haven't watched Ted Lasso time to watch it. You and I both watched it pretty late, as I recall. Like yes, everyone, we were late to the party compared to were. most people. Like, I feel like it was my friends who don't like sports that were telling me to watch this yeah. show. They're like, this yep. show's so great. Have you seen it? I'm like, you watch Ted Lasso? And they're like, yes. <laughs> yes, it's great. It is. So July 23rd, mark your calendars, folks, um, because we'll probably be talking about that when it comes back on, because it's so happy and pure. It is. Everyone needs that stuff right now. It's true. It's very true. What's your game of the week? Um, My game of the week is the Nuggets versus Warriors game on Friday. Um, This will be um, the first, I guess, rematch since... uh, Jamal Murray towards ACL. Yeah. Um, but that game, like, was it was fun to watch, obviously, and for a while. But um, yeah, I hopefully this this game goes smoother and no one gets hurt um, because I think both of these teams are very fun teams to watch in general. Um, so I'm excited for that Friday evening um, game. Both people in the MVP running are in there. Yes, that is true. Um, what is your game of the week? So my game of the week is Racing Louisville versus the North Carolina Courage on Monday evening for our three soccer fans listening. <laughs> Watch some NWSL <laughs> games. Um, there are some, I think, today and tomorrow, but this will come out Thursday. So look forward to watching them on Monday. Um, there are a couple of games, I believe, the dash and Gotham are playing on Monday as well. So check it out. Support women's sports. 
Very good. Yeah. Um, What's your hot take also, of the week? Oh, fun, fun team names too. Um. Yeah. I. It makes me laugh that one of the teams is called Gotham. <laughs> like it just. Yeah. It makes me laugh anytime I see it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. Who let you name it this? <laughs> I like racing Louisville though. Um, hot take of the week. This is very hot. Uh, people are probably going to think I'm a terrible human for saying this, but um, this is a safe space. I don't understand why everyone is so obsessed with uh, do any form of a doodle dog, um, labradoodle, um, bernadoodle, um, golden doodle. They're just not for me. <laughs> so sorry. That's a very hot. That's a hot take. People love their doodles. I know. I. It's not not my kind of dog. I'm sure they're great personalities and whatnot, but um, I feel like it's like it's become some like some people's entire personalities to just be obsessed with doodles. <laughs> and I just don't. I don't. I don't get the hype. Much They're like so Harry Styles. Oh my goodness. You not liking Harry Styles or Doodles? <laughs> like, what kind of millennial are you? Yeah. Next year you're going to be like, uh, I don't really care about the TikTok situation. <laughs> um, what else are we known for liking? Uh, drinking lots of coffee and being actually, yeah, drinking lots of coffee and being on TikTok. Yeah. Hating white claws. That would also be another... Ooh, that'd be very anti-millennial, but you, millennial you like take. millennials. You, you, like, you like White Claw. I do, yes. Um, don't like, I don't really like sparkling water, though. Like, just plain, like, LaCroix. Yeah, you water. don't like LaCroix, yeah. So that's kind but of anyways, hot take, too. Millennials like LaCroix. It is, LaCroix. yeah. I think I talked about that at one point, but... Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't really get the obsession. They're hypoallergenic. I do understand that if you are allergic to animals but um yeah sorry <laughs> don't be sorry like you're in I don't hate, I don't hate puppies or kittens or you know I'm I'm not one of those people I just I don't know I, I like a lot that. of other dog breeds a lot better I I respect that I support that and like doodles are there are so many I wonder like I was looking up how much one cost um and it's you know 2500 for a dog and i'm like i don't think so bud yeah uh, so if people are willing to pay that good for them your girl def not definitely yeah. so yeah. what's your hot take my hot take is that salsa is basically a salad um and mm. i say this because when you think about salsa what's in salsa Tomatoes, uh, cilantro, onions, jalapenos sometimes. Exactly. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm naming out pico de gallo ingredients, but like, oh, these things can be in a variety of sauces. Yeah, it's like, it's various peppers, tomatoes, onion, mm-hmm. a little bit of garlic, some cilantro, some lime. Like, it's basically a salad with, and like the cilantro <laughs> could be the substitute for the lettuce, you could probably throw lettuce. It's in. a leafy green. I'm sure some people make salsa with um, arugula or some bougie leafy mm-hmm. green, and like it's, 
it's still salsa, but let's, yeah, salsa is a salad. And I will not become otherwise. So when people are like, oh, are you eating healthy? I'm like, yeah, I had salsa and chips for dinner. And they're like, yes. that's not a meal. Like, no, I ate a salad. Corn tortilla chips. So again, getting your corn content in. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Which is a vegetable. <laughs> exactly. It's a well-balanced meal to have chips and salsa. Same with having chips and guacamole. If you can have chips, guac, and salsa, you are thriving. You are getting all of the major nutrients from vegetables. This is true. That is a take I have not heard before. I like it. Thank you. I figured you'd appreciate it as you also enjoy the snacks. (laughs) Yes, of course. As I just had chips and queso for my, um, I don't know. It wasn't really dinner, but um, weird, weird meal schedule today, so. Uh, do you love a good snack um what do you have like a beer or a wine or anything you've been enjoying this week so i have another beer this week as i again was visiting family so i'm gonna go with a local brewery the same one as last week cogstone and um they're cherry brown it's like an unexpectedly Hmm. good beer um it kind of has like a little bit of a tart cherry taste to it while being like a nice full brown. Um, very easy to drink, very tasty. Um, I mean, this brewery also has a chips and salsa beer. That probably should have been the pick since I... Interesting. It, the chips and salsa beer is like a lighter beer and it has like a little bit of a like a spice to it. But like, I think you would be okay with the level of spice in it. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's good. Good to know. Next week, I'll try to come back with some wine picks because it is getting very hot in Austin. So it's about to be white wine and rosé season, and I'm very excited. <laughs> what is your wine of the week? Um, well, the temperatures here are red wine temperatures currently, um, yeah, but I never really got into the red wine this past fall and winter um, like I usually do. I kind of stuck with like rosé and Sauvignon Blanc throughout the year. Um, Mm -hmm. which is something new for me, but, um, you know, we've had some 70 degree days and stuff. And I recently had some summer water rosé. Um, it's pretty dry, but has like good fruity taste. Um, just really refreshing, um, easy drinking. Um, it's a Californian rosé. So, um, very good with like a seafood, Ooh. situation really or appetizers good. it's always good so that's my recommendation this is a really good pick especially going into when it's appetizers and like lighter food season mm-hmm. yeah so um do you have any personal plugs to share this week mm-hmm. per the use go listen to tailgate society podcasts and check out the content uh, you know, the articles and just like follow on Twitter, Instagram, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's at sports and corks and is spelled out because the ampersand won't go into either of those handles. Um, <laughs> I'm like, come on, developers, help us out. Uh, uh, computers don't really like having the ampersand. I get it. Um, so that is the usual plug. How about you? Do you have any plugs this week? Um, no, I don't think so. Thank you for everyone who shared their um, 
their topics with us that they would like us to cover in the future. That's helpful. It is. It you know it was very fun, and we'll probably do more polls similar to that um, upcoming. But first, we have to get through talking about those things. So be on the lookout for uh, curling experts, Emily and Emily. <laughs> yes, can't wait. Uh, do you have a bigger than sports moment? Yes. So um, Trevor Lawrence um, is probably going to pick, get picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars in uh, this year's NFL draft. Um, he recently got married and Jaguars fans um, gave him and his wife a bunch of wedding gifts as well as uh, donations for charities of their choice. Um, and so in addition to all the donations that fans made to like the charity fund, essentially, um, he and his wife, Marissa, are donating $20,000 to local charities in Jacksonville. So um, I just thought that was cool, considering like he's not even <laughs> part of a team yet, you know? Um, yeah. But And get on the people of Jacksonville as well. That, I like to see that. And that kind of makes me excited to see him go play for Jacksonville. I'm kind of glad he's not going to the Jets. Uh-huh. <laughs> but mostly because I'm excited to see what, how Urban Meyer does. I feel like he'll be appreciated there. Oh, yeah. He'll thrive because it's still like, I mean, Florida's not really the South, but like it's not South enough. Clemson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he'll have like good fans there and people will be kind and they'll want to do a lot of things. So excited to see how he does there. Yes. We'll, I mean, I guess we'll find out at the draft in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Man, that's weird to say. That is coming yeah. up. I also respected his comments about um, he was talking recently kind of about work-life balance almost and like Mm -hmm. football is not life you know and kind of came under fire for it and had to clarify his statement but I really respected it because there is more to life than you know your job and Mm -hmm. there are things that matter more in the world Um, and I'm I'm glad he clarified it but um, Felt like he did a good job of that and um, just liked what he said in general. Like you can be, you can care about your job a lot and, um, you know, still have good boundaries and balance. It's important to have that. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's something that people can definitely use right now. They need to hear right now with everything going on. Yes, absolutely. On that note, um, that's all I have this week. How about you? Um, I think that's that's a good way to wrap it up. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.